Welcome back to another episode of The Red Pill Journey. Uh, today I have a special guest, my man Nick Feldman. Nick Feldman, introduce yourself real quick, bro. Uh, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, my name is Nick. Uh, I'm 22. Uh, I went to high school with with you, and um, I, I play poker for a living. That's what I'm doing right now. So it's a little bit about me, I guess. That's pretty much all. Yeah. Um, so first question I have for my man is how did you meet your girlfriend? Was it through social media? Um, was it at a party or was it through mutual friends or just like, how did y'all meet? Well, actually I enjoy telling this story a lot. So, uh, it was through a mutual friend at a party. Uh, my buddy Santi Iberi, he was dating or yeah, talking to this girl Cass and my girlfriend was her best friend. And so we met at this party, um, I'm not sure if you have to censor this part out, but I was uh, I was on a molly, and so she and she was very drunk, and uh, I hadn't noticed her because I had lost my my glasses. I'm very blind. I lost my glasses like a week before, so I was wearing uh, my sunglasses that had a prescription in them, so I could see. And I was just talking to one of my friends like off the shits, and he uh, she goes, uh, "Hey, I love your voice," and I like turn around and like make eye contact with her, and I'm like, "Oh, she's cute," <laughs> and so she was. Uh, I had been like talking to a buddy of mine for like the last couple of days, like just messing around at parties. And so then I kind of sw- swooped in and we started talking and that's pretty much that. Then we started dating like a month later after talking. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's that's a good story. Like that's definitely a better way to, to meet them. Because um, my, my first girlfriend, like we literally met through a friend just giving me her Snapchat and like it just it didn't go that well because we didn't have like that in-person connection and then the second one we met through tinder so um so yeah again like going off that like do you think it's a lot better to meet them in person versus like on tinder or instagram or something like that um well i think for some people who you know might be really busy with whatever they're doing maybe finding someone online could work for them you know i don't want to like talk down against that but i think meeting people in person i mean i definitely prefer it and I think I think it's easier to make the connection in person, but I mean, if you're if you're like a decent typer, then I you know you might be able to connect with them just fine, and you know on the first date maybe you guys get together. I just would question maybe like the type of people you're gonna find like mostly on like online dating like Tinder. It's like especially at our age, probably mostly people not really looking for something serious. So in person might be better, but it can be hard, especially right now with like COVID. Right, right, for sure. Like. Like I've used Tinder here and there and like you can meet some good people, but it's probably like 20 or 30 percent. Like it's it's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, the next thing is just what's your thoughts on dating in modern times? Like not so much COVID, but just just um, modern times like today's world. Um, yeah, well, I'm definitely happy to have a girlfriend now because I was just telling you before we started, I, I would not want to date in today's world. Um, <laughs> I just think it's it's pretty tough out there. You know, I mean especially at our age, people aren't looking to settle down too much or they might think they are, but then they really aren't. And I think a lot of people our age haven't really completely found themselves yet. So that's another thing Like we all have a lot of growing to do. Um, so starting, starting now is kind of hard. Um, let's see, dating now. Yeah, it's just, it's just tough because uh, especially with um, the culture nowadays, um, it just we're like getting more and more vulgar, not it's not like too terrible, but I mean, it's just kind of hard to 
to like date someone and like woo them, you know, how you would in like the 1900s. Cause like, you know, the, the girl might not even be into that. She might think you're too nice or some shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dating now it's, it's tough, especially with social media. And I think, uh, people have a lot of unreasonable expectations possibly. And not just, not just that, but, um, I think the, the competition, the competition is like way higher now because she can go on Tinder and have a bunch of guys messaging her or have guys messaging her on Instagram. So she can easily compare like the guy on Tinder to the guy on Instagram, to the guy on Snapchat, to you maybe approach her at the mall or some shit. It's like now she's going to look at you up and down and be like, well, how does he compare to this other guy or anything like that? You know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it's yeah. I hear a lot of, a lot of like pretty girls talk about that. They're like, Oh, I talked to so many different guys and I'm like, Oh, well, good for you, I guess. But like, you know, might, you might want to like start working on forming like one meaningful relationship with one of them or something, but they don't like to do that. I, I don't know. Pretty girls like to keep their options open, which I guess is nothing wrong with that. We're young, but that's why, like I said, dating now is pretty tough because yeah, it's, it's tough out there. There's a lot of competition and yeah, with social media for girls, like they can just have it whenever they want. Right, right. Like something we don't realize is like a girl in 2020, she can get sex pretty much whenever she wants, but a guy like it's not the same, you know, like you're. You're going to have to message a pretty decent amount on Tinder or like you'll have to hang out with a girl a few times. But a girl like she could message almost any guy on her snap or Insta or something like that. And boom, she could have sex within like an hour, like no problem. Yeah, I um, I saw a really funny video on YouTube one time where uh, a guy and a girl switch places on Tinder. So the guy takes the girl's Tinder and the girl takes the guy's Tinder for a day. And the girl was just uh, like astonished at how difficult it was for her to like get even a reply from girls and she was she was acting as the guy and it was like a good looking dude like no homo but like attractive dude but uh yeah so that i think that is just like a good example of how it's really hard for guys because girls um they they want us to like start off with like some amazing conversation starter it's like how how do you keep them interested right right because i feel like it's it's like uh it's it's like a it's like a game to them pretty much like you have to you have to make it interesting you know if it's too easy like they're not gonna want it and if it's too hard they're not gonna want it It has to be like just right but uh that's it for that one and then the next one pretty important one so what do you think the most important skill is for a man to have like life skills or conversation skills like just any type of skill okay well there's definitely not just one but i think the most important one is probably just like work ethic or perseverance you know i think that's going to get you really really far in this life over any talent you know i think working hard and learning how to develop skills is good and especially for women like women are very attracted to successful men they're attracted to men who can overcome uh hard problems you know so i yeah i think i think a man should definitely learn to work hard and finish what he starts that kind of stuff you know all right i i agree with that um i would say like the skill to make money but some guys don't really care about that and that's fair you know like not everybody wants to make six figures like me personally i want to but if another guy doesn't want to like there's nothing wrong with that it's just because you know some girls like they're not gonna date a guy unless he's making six figures so that's something you might have to know if you don't care about making a lot but you can always find a girl that that doesn't care but um, I think the, the most the most important skill is is self-reliance. So just everything it takes like to to um, to live on your own or live with a roommate where you're not really doing much together and you can still be comfortable. So like knowing how to cook, knowing how to clean, knowing how to do um, knowing how to do laundry, like knowing how to get groceries, just 
all those skills together just as like self-reliant skills or like being able to um yeah just like all those skills yeah yeah. oh yeah so one thing is yeah i definitely think it's important to be comfortable by yourself because you know if you don't if you're not comfortable by yourself then you don't like yourself and if you don't like you who's gonna who's gonna like you you know so that's that's definitely a big one yeah i I think that's important because like you don't want to you don't want to be even if you don't have a girlfriend like you don't want to be depending on her to cook for you every week or clean for you every week like she might want to have a week where you cook and clean for her you know yeah i also wanted to talk about the the money thing you said because making being able to make money is definitely important but like you like you said which is really important is that it's not i don't think it's super important how much money you make in this life as long as you're happy and your quality of life is good um like i don't make too much right now but like i live in this small little apartment with my girlfriend and it's totally fine and like we're comfortable and we're still able to go on vacation but like together we're still not making very much together but yeah i think uh especially in the in north america we put a little bit too much importance on money and so yeah it's a good thing for people to keep in mind because i know i used to put a lot of importance on money especially in high school like when i was really insecure i thought like money was like the most important thing because if i could get a lot of money then no one could like talk shit or anything you know because i have like i have a bunch of money what are you gonna say but then i kind of realized that like i mean a lot of people achieve those goals and they get a lot of money but they're still not fulfilled they're still not happy so you know money is helpful but definitely not the key to happiness that's important yeah it's an entire equation like being fit having money and having like good relationships at least that's what i think it is but of course it is important because it controls where you live what you eat how much you go on vacation how often you see your family it controls it controls a lot of our life but as you said it's not everything uh sister for that one and then next was next one is have you ever had a girl not date you because she thought you were too nice or you were being like a simp? I'm not sure if I've ever been referred to as a simp, but I, I'm sure that there have been some girls who didn't want to go out with me because I was like probably like too into them or too nice, like giving them too many compliments. They, like a, a lot of girls in high school and college, I think, want like that quote unquote bad boy who's like not necessarily going to treat them the best. And I'm not sure why they want that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a specific example. Mm. No, I don't know. I was kind of an asshole in high school. Kind of worked out for me. Yeah, like I'm not saying y'all should go up to girls and just be like, oh, you're a bitch or something like that. But like you have to know, one, you have to know when to draw the line. And, and two, like I feel like you don't want to validate her too much. You know, like, I just had a friend tell me yesterday how she was on a date with a guy and he was complimenting complimenting her like every 10 minutes mm-hmm. like probably gave her like 20 compliments in like yeah. in like an hour hour and a half date and for her like it was too much and she kind of lost interest in him because like i think it was just like it was too easy for her she's like oh like he's super into me mm-hmm. so it's either too easy or it's just like they get overwhelmed so that's why you don't want to compliment too much or like like picking her up and opening the door and getting her like a huge bouquet of roses like on the first date might be like a little too much you know so that's just something like y'all want to know do you have any other comments on that yeah so like in in any relationship mostly unfortunately there's the the there's like the the beloved and then there's the the person who's the lover so like what that means is like there's always one person who kind of loves the other person more unfortunately like it's never fully balanced and so I guess the key is to you don't want to be the person who's like so over the top into the other person that they're like okay, this is like, I'm not that into this guy. 
and he's way into me. So like, this is weird, you know? So like, you kind of want it to be like an even, you want to try and make it as even as possible where you're both kind of into each other the same amount. Cause I think that's what um, will scare anyone off either guy or girl. I know one time I was, um, I was talking to this girl from Tinder and we'd hung out a couple of times and she was cool, but like, I wasn't really looking to date that much. And like, she knew that I was kind of just looking to have a good time and like hang out with someone. But on like the second or third time we hung out, she called me babe. And that like weirded me the fuck out. And I, I never, I never hit her back <laughs> like an asshole, but yeah, that, yeah, that one just did it for me. Cause it was like, oh shit, she's like already into me. And I already told her I wasn't like that. And now I don't want to like hurt her feelings more. So I'm just going to not talk to her. That was kind of like my mindset, which probably could have handled it better. I mean, it's better than, it's better than like going out with her like 10 times and then being like, nah, I don't want something serious, you know? Yeah. And even see the thing is like, like a lot of girls, like they won't even, they won't even do that. So like, it's not even, it's not even that bad um, what you did. But so speaking of girls, what's something you love about women and what's something that frustrates you about them? I have so many more frustrating ones than love ones. <laughs> I was kidding. Um, okay, something I love about women. Um, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna use my mom as an example because she's like an upstanding woman, and a lot of girls I know aren't upstanding women. So, my mom, super super logical person, um, is always thinking thinking through things. Um, she never really yelled too much. Like it, she has composure. I appreciate that. And women, anyone who has composure is good. Um, Things that frustrate me about uh, women our age, because my mom doesn't frustrate me really. She's great. <laughs> uh, but things that frustrate me about women our age is like if I, a lot of the times, like girls I've dated, I'll we'll get into arguments over really dumb things, and like uh, I'll make like a really good point, and they'll just completely ignore it because they know I just made a good point, and then like go off about some other shit. And so like they kind of they're always like they're always like taking the back alley and like just dodging every good point I make, and I'm like, well, we can't have a conversation if you're just gonna keep screaming. But that's not that's not a fair um, analyzation of all women, obviously. But, you know, I did have a lot of friends that were girls in high school who I never slept with. And I think the reason I did was because uh, obviously girls mature a little faster than guys, especially in like high school. So, you know, being able to have like a real conversation with girls is, is pretty cool. I think it's valuable to have female friends. Um, I have a lot of guy friends who I can't have too many like deep discussions with. And that kind of sucks. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I definitely value in women is being able to have a mature conversation. Right, right. Yeah. Like something y'all got to realize is like, um, for the guys, like when, you, when you're having these, when you're having friends, like you want to try to get away from friends that you just, that you just party with or like just play 2k with, like, like if you can't have like an hour long conversation with them, you know, without it having to be about, about pussy or, or weed or money then you you probably should consider getting like some different friends you know that's why i don't hang out with some of the friends i hang out with in high school because like i mean like they would only hang out with me if, if we were going to a party yeah. so like that's how i knew they they weren't um real but for me so i'd say something i love is like how they're they're caring like you could tell them about your problems or your issues and like they'll actually listen whereas when you tell them when you tell it to a guy they're like you just have a negative attitude like fuck off yeah <laughs> you know and then something I don't like is like a lot of them just can't handle like the word no, like they can't handle not not getting what they want, whether it's sex, whether it's a certain grade in a class, whether it's the job they want, like they get super, super frustrated, and especially sex. Like there was times where like I was making out with a girl and I ended up like not sleeping with them. And like, um, like one of them, she blocked me and like one of them, we never talked again. 
and um yeah i think it was just those two like just because we were making out i mean i get it because it probably felt like i was leading them on but like um i just didn't feel like sleeping with them and they got really upset you know i mean guys can do it too but it's like girls when they don't get what they want they get super upset sometimes like more than we would yeah, I think you uh, definitely put the hammer on the nail there. Um, of course, not all women, like you said, but yeah, a lot of women. Um, yeah, it's like it's uh, this double standard almost. Like they want the they want like I don't want to make this podcast about that, but they like they want equal rights, but then they want to be also treated better than men. You know, it's like <laughs> right. there was there would be these girls in high school who would like really be getting on my nerves and like being incredibly rude. Um, one time, not towards me, they were being incredibly rude towards the girl I was dating at the time, and so I. I didn't like get up all in the girl's face or anything, but like I started like yelling back at her and being rude. And she was like, you can't talk to a girl like that. And I'm like, why the fuck not? Like you're another, you're a human being. First of all, you're a grade older than me. You can't handle me telling you off a little bit. Like I don't, yeah, like I, yeah. Stuff like that. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, another thing is just a lot of, a lot of times like their ego just gets out the roof these days because of like all the guys hitting on them and, calling them pretty and this and that and, and guys telling them they're perfect so they end up thinking they could say whatever the hell they want with like no consequences so i totally forgot one thing i hate is uh the girls who are obsessed with social media that probably drives me <laughs> fucking crazy like i could never be with a girl who's like always on her phone always posting like i have a friend i won't name her but she is just like if you go on a hike with this girl like she will take one hour to be taking pictures before we can start the hike like that type of shit dude like before like yeah like it's just and then we don't even go on the hike you know like it's just uh like girls girl people in general not just girls people in general who are doing everything for the gram doing everything so like if it, it's not even worth doing if i can't post it that those kind of people like fucking go live life and stop worrying about posting it you know right right yeah because like there's nothing wrong with posting stuff but like I say, I say, try to avoid those girls that are like posting like their entire day. <laughs> like if they post, if they post a selfie in the morning and then they post their lunch and then they post going to the mall and then they post another selfie in the afternoon and then they post the gym in the evening and then another selfie and then a meal and then another selfie. Like I say, try to stay away. It's mainly the selfies. Like if they're posting four or five selfies a day, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, they're probably a little full of themselves, or you insecure. know, or, or insecure. It could be either or, honestly. Yeah, like. It's just, I don't know. For me, yeah, the same thing. Like, I'll tell a story. I met this girl over the summer, and, you know, we had a good time and everything. Um, it was on the beach. But, like, I remember, like, we were hanging out in the hot tub, and she was sitting there, like, going on Snapchat and then going on Instagram and then going on Twitter. And I was just like, hey, hello, like, I'm here. You know, like, can we have a fucking conversation? You know, I mean, I had just met her, so, like, I didn't really care too much. But it was just, like, it just gets, like, frustrating sometimes when you're trying to have that conversation um it's hard to uh it's, it's very hard to connect with people nowadays like you were saying like in the, in the dating world that's why i wouldn't want to date it's just so hard to connect to people because they're so glued to their to their phones and the social media it's like it's like people would rather connect uh through social media than in person nowadays it's kind of weird yeah good point good point my man um the next one is what's your best tips for keeping a woman interested after the first date because I don't, I, I hate like the idea of, you know, like playing games, or, like playing mind games, to, like keep someone interested. Like, I think that's just so juvenile. Um, I think the best way to keep someone interested is to be confident, love yourself and to have things going on outside of like this relationship, like outside of partying, whatever. Like if you're 
working towards something you have goals in life like you're you know you're not a fucking loser like you're working towards things like i think that's how you keep a girl interested and i think if you're working too hard on trying to keep them interested that's probably when they're gonna like one of the times they're gonna leave and not be interested so um yeah like we were talking about just before the podcast like if someone's not into you that's their fucking problem like you know you gotta you gotta have enough self-love to be like all right well if they aren't interested then cool i'll on to the next one you know all right like that's that's something I used to struggle, with, especially in high school. Like I wanted to get my confidence and self-worth from women. Like if I didn't have a girlfriend, like I'd be sad and down thinking like, oh, I'm not a good guy and I'm not achieving anything just because I don't have a girlfriend. But like now, like I don't trip too much. Like as long as I'm getting my schoolwork done, I'm working out, keeping my body right and I'm doing something to improve my finances, then like I'm good because like, you know, that's the like I still care about dating, but I care about those areas of my life um, a lot more. Uh a lot more than that uh and then yeah no i totally used to be like that in high school like you know uh, you you know like guys like in your friend group pressuring you like oh when you haven't had it you've had a dry spell for like three months you fucking loser or some shit like that you know it's like so it's like kind of being pressured to sleep with girls for like affirmation and to like have like social status almost which is like a terrible idea you should not be sleeping with people for that like if you want to go out and hook up with a bunch of girls because you know you're young and you got a lot of testosterone fucking go for it but don't do it to give yourself affirmation or like you know to feel better about yourself or because someone is saying like if you don't sleep with a bunch of girls you're not a man like that's fucking bullshit so right because like i've had a decent amount of hookups but like they don't really do much for you like yeah you hook up and like it's fun in the moment but like you're not getting stronger through that hookup you're not improving your money you're not really improving like your mental health or anything like that you know whereas like if you do have that solid relationship like y'all can help each other get money y'all can go to the gym together go on hikes together um start a business together like go to the mall help each other like improve your fashion like whatever it is you know but like when it's just a hookup like it's usually like you're hooking up and then it's like you're done so you're not really you know you're not really like benefiting each other too much um but next question is do you think a man can get a girlfriend even if he doesn't have a lot of money? Yeah, absolutely. I know that there's a lot of girls out there who who are broke and still only date, you know, guys above six foot and guys who make a hundred grand or more. But, you know, there's plenty of other reasonable girls who aren't listening to fucking WAP by Cardi B and have two more than two brain cells. So, you know, if you're a fucking good dude, like, you know, you might not come from fucking money, first of all. Like, you might just be going to school right now, but, like, you might have money one day. And even if you're like working towards a job that like you might not make too much money, like eventually you'll find the right person. There's like 7 billion people in the world. And then, you know, we don't even get out of our own state that much. So there's, there's someone for everyone, I think. And if you don't want to make a lot of money, um, you know, you might not be picking up like a, like a dime piece girl looking like, you know, Kylie Jenner or something, but I'm sure you can still find a beautiful girl that's like in your, in your lane. And I don't think, I don't think it takes money to get a girlfriend. Absolutely not. I don't think it does, but, um, sure helps. <laughs> yeah it, it helps but i do think that there are some women that like if you tell them like you don't have a job or if you tell them that that you're not making a lot of money right now like they'll cut you off you know and that's that's just the reality oh yeah that's a different story if you don't have a job you know you probably don't have too much going for you and you probably don't have too many goals so that's yeah that's a different story if you're dead broke and you're a bum yeah don't be sorry when you can't get laid or find a girlfriend that's on you <laughs> yeah I think something I think it's tougher for guys today in college than girls because, you know, when you're taking like four or five classes and trying to cook and clean, you don't really have a lot of time to be out here working like 30, 40 hours a week. Like you could still work like 15, 20 hours a week. 
But like, for example, like I haven't been working for most of this semester and, you know, and like, I'm still kind of stressed because I have 18 units, you know? And I think sometimes like girls overlook that. Cause sometimes I'll talk to girls and like, um, they'll be like, yeah, I work 25 hours a week. What about you? And I'll be like, well, I don't have a job right now. I'm looking for one, but I am taking 18 units and they don't really respect the 18 units. To be honest, it's kind of, it's kind of strange, you know, like they only respect the, um, the, the working part. And I just find it weird. Cause sometimes like, you know, you'll talk to a girl and she'll be taking, she'll be taking, you know, two classes or three classes and working 20 hours a week. And then she'll be like, well, what about you? I'll be like, oh, I work eight. I take 18 units, which is five classes, which is way more than two classes, but I'm not working right now. And she'll try to like put you down or, or downplay you just because you're not working as much. And like they forget about the classes and act like like it doesn't make a difference. But when you're taking five classes, you don't have nearly as much time to work as someone who's taking two classes. Yeah, I mean, that sounds incredibly hypocritical from the girl. And I mean, it sounds like some rich, spoiled bitch who like came from like California and was too dumb to get into UCLA, so she went to U of A or some shit. Like that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like a reasonable woman like talking there. Like, I mean, you first of all, you're in college, so your number one job is school because you're trying to go get a good job afterwards and like find internships, you know, in your junior year and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's just weird. Like, do they want someone who's gonna work a bunch now and like blow off school and then just be stuck working that same job forever, or do they want someone who's willing to sacrifice what they are now for like what they can become later? You know, so. Yeah, that's yeah. If any girl's talking shit or seems disappointed while you're in school because you're not working enough, fucking blow that bitch off. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't tripping about it. I was just surprised because I was like, oh, so I guess my my five classes don't like don't mean shit. Because like two classes, I mean that's it's still something, but two classes is a lot easier than 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 five classes. And then just like I don't know. I mean. I feel like they just they forget about like the future sometimes and I think they only see right now and like like they see like oh like what job does he have now like what car does he have now like what does he look like now versus like oh like well maybe in two years like he'll be balling or like this and that whereas us like we'll, we'll be I feel like guys are just more willing to take a chance on like a girl who's who's not having a lot going on right now because we believe that in the future she'll be doing a lot. Whereas the girl, she's like, nah, I need him getting, I need him like making that good money, having that great car like now, you know, even if she's not on the same level as you. Yeah. I and mean, you know, possibly um, that could just be from like where we come from. Cause you know, we went to a school that was like pretty well to do. Like most of the kids there were come from like very wealthy families. So we were probably on like the lower end of that. So maybe it's because of that. And then now you're at the U of A with, with like a lot of rich kids as well. So it could just be the people you're hanging around, you know, not that you're like choosing these people. It's just a lot of them at the U of A. So, yeah, because I mean, I don't I hate to generalize. Like, I know not all people are like this at all, but definitely, you know, like just like the demographic of people who are going to college. Unfortunately, it's just like a lot of richer kids. So, like, that might just be their mindset because like these girls were handed BMWs when they were 16, you know, so, <laughs> so they don't understand what it's like. like all right, so that's it for all the. Um, oh yeah, I just got one more, one more question. Uh, continuing again from the the last segment. Uh, so this one, I think something that a lot of high schoolers struggle with is confidence and you know knowing that their life is gonna be okay. Because like when I was in high school, I wasn't getting a lot of minutes on the basketball team, and it made me feel depressed and down and thinking like my life was gonna suck and this and that. And now I realize like none of that shit mattered. I mean, even some of the people who were starting scoring 10, 15 points a game, they're not even playing college basketball now. So sometimes we think like 
sometimes we look at people in high school who have a good GPA or or um, are stars on on the football or basketball or soccer or whatever team, and we think, oh, like that person's gonna be amazing and this and that, and then we get to the real world and they might even just be average or just be good or something like that. Um, so my question from this is, is like the people you went to high school with, like your friends, um, like what are what are some of them doing now, and like how did that change your perspective on that? And then what advice would you? would you give to high schoolers for just like trying to get through high school and and be happy and maybe ones that were like me like getting bullied or struggling or stuff like that so yeah something i always heard growing up that uh i always thought was bullshit but it's super true is that people uh, like the cool kids in high school tend to end up being losers in real life and then the you know nerds rule the world like those kids getting picked on those kids who weren't good at sports or not getting any girls those are the guys making like a million dollars a year usually like after high school like that's just how it goes i mean if all you do is um, spend your time trying to fucking get pussy and act cool and act like you don't care about shit and you never apply yourself to something, like, you're not going to get anywhere. Like, the people who are really successful are the ones, you know, not going out to party because they're too fucking busy studying. They're too busy, like, going after internships, like, getting like getting job offers. Like, those people have shit to do. They don't have time to fucking get drunk and then wake up at 2 p.m. the next day, you know? Like, that's just not how it works when you're successful. Uh, in terms of people I knew... Uh, yeah, like I, I had this one friend, Jose Borquez, good dude, and he was the smartest of all of us because he stopped fucking hanging out with all of us like junior year and he started just like kind of focusing more on school, focusing more on like, you know, what he was going to do in college. And so he was hanging out with some older, more mature friends that weren't partying with us. And we, I was always like, come on, man, like come smoke with me. Like, let's hang out like because I wasn't I wasn't doing too much at the time. And so I at the I in the in the moment at the time I thought like oh why is this guy like blowing us off but he was the fucking smartest one because he's probably doing the best after after high school out of like all my friends like he's doing really well in school like winning awards at the U of A like I know he's gonna go on to do really good things um let's see and then like a lot of the guys I know who were like you know known as like legends like getting hella pussy and stuff I'm not gonna name their names but they're not doing too much um and like some of them might might have come from money so like they kind of have the illusion that they're doing something like they're in school you know but they're not really doing too well like they're not really applying themselves too hard so like they can tell themselves at the end of the day like oh yeah i'm a, I'm a student i'm in the school of Eller, or i'm gonna go be a whatever but you know are they really gonna get there because i've seen these dudes work ethic and they don't have any so it's like you know they're just gonna spend all their parents money and then probably not even finish but um let's see yeah i don't want to give like any super specific examples of people because i don't want to like offend anyone but yeah right right yeah for sure like um i was friends with someone in high school and like we would always like go to parties and stuff um and then like when i got to college i i kind of stopped i stopped going crazy with the, with the parties and and started like going to the gym more and like working more and stuff like that because freshman year like um first semester i was taking like four classes i was working 15 20 hours a week i had physical therapy like three hours a week i was lifting like three four times a week so i didn't really and i was driving 30 minutes to class so i didn't really have too much energy for for partying too much like that and then like now you know we're around the same age and you know i got i got i started i started in eller next semester and he's just working like a, a 12 or 13 per hour job and there's nothing wrong with that you know he's still making money and surviving and living his life and everything but um, long term like it's not doing much and like he dropped out of college and stuff but I remember in high school like he had all this clout and he was all popular and like everybody seeing he was a shit and like I thought he was going to be doing amazing this and that and now like he's fairly average or maybe even like a little below average to be honest because um, 
because like he dropped out and and maybe he's giving up a little bit or something like that yeah um yeah like i so i was in like a group chat called like the dog pound with like all the guys from high school you know and uh, i it was, it's still going on i left it a few years ago thank god but um yeah, like once I stopped going out to parties, like all those guys, like I don't get hit up by any of those guys who call themselves my friends. Like they don't ever hit me up to hang out because um, all they do is hit each other up to go fucking get drunk and party or like do something. And like, yeah, so and I'm not really interested in that stuff anymore. So, yeah, definitely after high school, you see who your who your true friends are. And just keep in mind that the people who are looking like, you know, the, the guys with all the clout in high school, those probably aren't the guys who are going to be doing too much after high school because they're too focused trying to be cool and get pussy and they're not gonna they don't have any work ethic they haven't like tried ever in school so how are they gonna go to college now and try you know it's just not gonna it's not applicable yeah really the the work ethic is is um is one of the most important things because i'm not gonna lie like when i first got to foothills and and i met sam beskind i thought that like he was lucky and and all his skills and athleticism was natural and then i heard about his story how you know he wasn't super athletic and and he earned it um and everything you know like he he improved his athleticism. He improved his shooting skills. Improved his dribbling, his defense, everything. And he ended up finishing high school with like a three eight four zero GPA, being like the best player on the basketball team. And now he's playing at Stanford, you know. Yeah. And so, starting. Starting. I, I think he's starting. Actually, it's pretty pretty inspirational story. I don't even like him that much, but like I gotta give the I gotta fucking give the guy props. Like he works his ass off, and yeah, like he was a chubby kid in elementary school. I went to school with him, and. Yeah, and then in high school, this dude just looked like a fucking like Greek god, no homo, like just <laughs> looking like chiseled and shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. So like you know that it's just all about progressing. Like you may not be um, doing the best in high school, but just know maybe you could do a lot better in college. You may not be doing better in college, but um, you may do great in the real world. Like one of the YouTube channels I watched, um, the roommates. This guy talks about how like. He didn't get a single date in high school and he didn't get a single date in college. You know, I thought my situation was bad just because I haven't had like a long term relationship yet in my life. But I've been on a pretty decent amount of dates and I've, you know, I've hooked up with a decent amount of girls. So I'm like, wow, like, you know, it's not as bad as, as I thought it was. But now, you know, he's like 28, 30 years old, making six figures. He's ripped, gets dates easy, you know. So you just have to, we have to realize as men, it's like our peak is not 20. Our peak is like 26. 28 40. 30 yeah no like sometimes 40 man like yeah some people like they really just go hard like they don't have a social life and then they're fucking millionaires and then they can get yeah like you said whatever girl they want and that might not happen until you're like 30 or 40 but i mean hell they're living a pretty damn good life and like they they can afford whatever they want and shit so it's it's kind of you have to think about it like do you want it all you want to have fun now or do you want to put in the work and then have fun later and like just be super comfortable the rest of your life like more than comfortable like you're just you're living and doing whatever the fuck you aren't you know that's pretty amazing um yeah like you know i think the most important thing for guys from like 16 to 25 is just working on developing yourself so um playing a sport or working out to make sure you keep fit you know going to class in high school and, and doing your homework and everything going to class in college doing your homework or if you already finished high school and you're on in college you know focusing on your business or focusing on your apprenticeship um or trade school or whatever you're doing and working hard and and that um you know working on being a better man and developing yourself like even just simple stuff like using less water at home um recycling more just trying to become because it's not always just about your looks and, and your money and your status it's about like um you know do you recycle do you throw stuff away do you litter do you not litter you know do you smoke a lot do you not smoke a lot do you drink a lot do you not drink a lot like there's a lot more that um 
that we we overlook yeah like another thing is you know you know in high school and college a lot of people just um go to class and, and party and like there's nothing wrong with that and i'm not gonna lie like i partied a lot you know like i think end of junior year and like all the senior year like i would literally just go to class play basketball and party but looking back like I should have had a, a restaurant job on the weekends, you know, or I should have been um, learning about stocks on the weekends or, you know, but I just wanted to go to class, play basketball, talk to a lot of girls and party. And it's like I could have been a lot more productive, you know, and um, in college, too, like a lot of guys too that like you see a lot of these fraternity guys. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I pledged for a little bit, you know, but a lot of them like they just go to class, do their homework, party, get drunk and, and fuck girls and. You know, but then like they finish college and, you know, they might not have enough work experience on the resume or they might not have an internship um, or they might not have enough enough life experience because they weren't learning like enough skills. You know, if you're just eating fast food all the college, when you get out of college, you're not going to know how the fuck to cook, mm -hmm. you know, so or, you know, just other stuff like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just want to touch on what you said. Like, like, if you're not going to school, it's totally fine. Like, you can, you're not automatically a bum if you're not going to school. Like, just want people to know that. Um, but like, be be working towards something, and at least like you know, at least get some kind of information. Like, uh, learn something. Like, get some knowledge that you're interested in. Like, watch some podcasts on things you're interested in, or like, just look up some shit on YouTube, or like, do a little bit of reading. Like, just to keep yourself sharp. Like, you want to be a sharp person, just because you're not going to college doesn't mean you have to be a dumbass and like not know anything i know a couple of people actually who didn't go to school one of them i worked with in a restaurant because i've been working in restaurants since i was like 16 and i just stopped um right before covid like in march so but this guy he didn't go to school he's been working in restaurants but dude he fucking knows like everything about everything like especially anything to do with restaurants like food alcohol wine like mixed drinks um but then he also just knows shit about like carpentry and like uh like space like he's just a really really smart dude even though he didn't go to school he's still like he keeps himself super well kept he's got a great beard and you know all that good stuff but um yeah so there's you you can still be like a, a well-kept person and someone who has goals even if you're not going to school like that's totally fine there's a lot more to do in life than go to fucking college um and something i wanted to touch on like yeah because you were talking about how you thought you were like a loser in high school which yeah. you totally weren't um i like yeah like i uh like I, I did well, in, I did really well in school. Like I took AP and like honors classes and stuff. But like my senior year, I was getting into a lot of trouble. Like I got arrested at prom. I didn't get to, I didn't get to walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to, I didn't get to walk um, at the on the stage. Like I wasn't even allowed to go watch the graduation because I was banned from campus for like an extra year after I graduated. So I was banned for like two years from the campus. I couldn't even go say hi to like teachers the next year, which I wanted to do. But you know, like I, I'm still doing just fine. Like, I know I'm not going to college or anything, but like, I'm happier than I've ever been because I get to like, I don't, I don't have a day now where there's like, I don't, my days aren't filled with things I don't want to do, which is like pretty amazing. I get to just fucking do what I want. And I like have money to go on vacation still and like do shit. Like, so yeah, I might not be making six figures. Hopefully one day I can get to that. But uh, yeah, as long as you're, as long as you're happy, you know, I think that's what's most important. And if, if you're happy with where you're at, and not not because you're happy because you're playing mental gymnastics, like telling yourself it's okay even though you're not doing shit. But like, yeah, just keeping in mind that you don't gotta go to college to be successful. I totally could have gone to school, but that shit drove me crazy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Like, I'm gonna be honest. During most of my time in college, I haven't really thought it's like for me. But you know, I had that scholarship coming out of high school, 
And um, basically, when I when I graduated, my parents told me either you have two options. You can go to college and get help from us or you can go be um, you can get the fuck out and be 100 percent on your own. So I said, OK, you know, I'll go to college. I'll do the classes and I'll do whatever else and I'll keep my GPA up. I'll keep the scholarship up. And that's what I've done. You know, I'm, I'm a junior now and I still have my scholarship and I got into Ellis. So that's good. Um, you know. But I don't really enjoy my classes all the way, so it's always been frustrating for me. But something I've discovered is is like I'm really passionate. About it. I've always liked traveling, but I've discovered like I'm really passionate about it. So um, now I'm planning to study abroad next next fall, and I'm gonna try to make the most of that experience. And that's what's keeping me motivated to stay in school right now. So even if y'all not liking it, um, just try to stay something to keep motivated because that one that's motivating me, and then two like. I fucked up in high school. I fucked up telling my parents like what the graduation date was. And so my mom didn't get to see me graduate. So I kind of owe it to her to see me um, graduate college now. So that's like the two things um, helping me stay motivated. Because I know people are always talking about dropping out and, and this and that. But if you've already done a year or if you've already done two or three years, like you might as well just finish it. Who knows if you're going to use the degree or not. But like, fuck it, you already been investing your time. And so you might as well make it happen. Yeah, and uh, I just want to touch on something you said that's really important. Um, whether or not you're in school, traveling, that's so important, like, just to see the world and to see that, like, not everything is how it is in a 30-mile radius of where you live. Like, things get really fucking different, sometimes for the better, sometimes for worse. Um, I, I went to Europe uh, the year after high school with some buddies. Unfortunately, I was still kind of immature, so we were blacking out most nights. Um, I saw I saw all the sites there were. I went to Barcelona and Germany, so... I saw, you know, the Arc de Triomphe and all that great stuff, the cathedral. Um, I was really drunk when I saw it all, but I saw it, so I can say I did. But um, it's uh, something that, like, Europe did to open my eyes was just, like, people over there, like, they're totally cool with living with, like, less, you know, it's not all money-oriented over there. People are more, like, I think, uh, just tr enjoying life, enjoying, like, the simple pleasures of life. Like, I was at this great Airbnb. I'd wake up in the morning smoke a joint of course and then go downstairs and there's this little cafe like a local cafe right next to the airbnb just it was like it's first of all barcelona is like new york city but like cleaner and everyone speaks spanish but so there's a little cafe right next to me and i would get like um this piece of bread with like a fresh tomato jam and like prosciutto on it and a little cup of coffee in the morning and it was just the best it was such a great life like it was simple but it was amazing you know and so yeah that's really good that you're traveling abroad my buddy julian went to barcelona for a semester and that's why we went to go visit him there and yeah traveling will just teach you so much it'll make you a better person it'll humble you it'll just it'll just teach you that there's a lot of ways to live this life i think we all grow up with our parents and our teachers telling us that life is like this one way that you have this set structure that you got to follow and if not you're a loser but that's just so like you can literally do anything you want there's this uh i'm getting i might be getting a little off topic but there's the story my mom told me when i was little and it was about a fisherman who had just a uh, who would fish and feed his family and they had like a little house like off uh, off the lake and you know they weren't very like wealthy or anything but they made a living and they ate and they had a great family life and one day this businessman comes and he's like hey man like he's basically trying to tell him like how he can uh expand his business and like make more money and the fisherman's like well why would i want to expand my business and he's like well you can make more money and get a bigger house and start hiring people to do this stuff for you and he's like but this is what i like to do like this is i like this life like why why should I uh, put all my time into like having someone else do the fishing when I like the fishing? And, you know, I, I don't need a bigger home. Like, why get a bigger home? So every time this businessman would try and tell him something, you know, this this capitalist mentality, basically. And the guy was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. And I think uh, 
that's just like a really cool life lesson. I didn't understand it when I was little because, you know, I grew up here. So I'm, I was all about money. But as I got older, I realized that basically, like I was saying, that you can literally do whatever you want with this life. And as long as you are, you know, improving people's lives around you, as long as you're not hurting people, you're doing you're doing pretty damn well. So. Right, right. You know, because a lot of people, they do get taken up by it. Like I had friends that um, that I played travel basketball with um, try to scam me. Like I had friends that I used to play with at the at the Jewish community center, um, try to get my Venmo password. And, you know, it's basically another form of scamming. I had friends that I used to party with in high school um, trying to sell me, try to sell me fake shoes. <laughs> yeah, I had, you know, so like people can really get controlled and, and changed by money. And it's kind of um, it's kind of crazy. Like it's kind of crazy, to be honest, like how just like how how that shit works. Um but me personally, like I, I'm, I'm trying to get more towards spending my money on. I mean, my family, we've always been like traveling more than like, you know, like I didn't have a lot of nice clothes or jewelry in high school. Never really had a great car. I mean, I had a car, but I never had an amazing car or anything like that because we were always spending our money going on vacations, versus like having a better car or like having more clothes or something like that. Yeah, no, same, same with me. I remember, I felt like. Uh like the oddball in middle school because my parents, my mom couldn't afford to buy me like all the Nike elites, like the other kids, you know? And I was like, I need these socks or I'm not going to fit in. Like one time I got like 20 bucks from like my grandma or something. I spent it all on like one fucking pair of Nike elites just to fit in like <laughs> stupidest shit ever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You, you put the, once again, you put the hammer on the nail. You, you got it. Yeah. Like something that I feel a lot of people overlook is, is experiences, you know? Like people, people will always post their, their car and like their clothes and like their new shoes they got. Um, but I think when people travel, I think they do it more too for like their, their Instagram and like just sh to show off versus like actually enjoying it. Cause I feel like a lot of people like they enjoy their, their car more than like they would enjoy traveling to like and because like even i've been trying to tell friends who go to u of a like friends that like i know they could afford it and stuff like that like about study abroad and they're like fuck no like i would never do that like i, I gotta stay in the u.s and i'm like like why are y'all not open like to, to try like new stuff you know like it's it's weird to me yeah i think a lot of people have kind of like built an identity around like the things around them so like uh, they wouldn't feel like themselves if they like just all of a sudden had to move everything up to Barcelona or something and they like don't know anyone over there. They'd be like so lost and like their ego or whatever might not be able to fucking handle it, you know? So I, yeah, like a lot of people have just kind of uh, like a lot of people's reality is uh, really fragile, I think, and they don't want to be taken out of that, you know? Right. And I mean, I don't have anything um, against the people like obviously traveling and, and backpacking and stuff like studying abroad. Like that's not... That's not for everything, but um, the way I see it, too, is, like, especially with pollution and everything, like, we might not have these same lakes and rivers and glaciers in, in 20 years that we do now. So I'm trying to go see that shit before, you know, some of these dumbass humans destroy everything in, in, in the world. Yeah. No, if I, if I had the money to move to Europe, man, don't even get me wrong. Like, I would totally move there because, like, there's um, – Something I found really interesting that I found out like a couple of years ago was so like all the shampoo, soaps, like cleaning products for your faces and shit, like all the stuff that these companies sell in the States, uh, when they sell it in Europe, 
they have to take out like legitimately they take out like 30 or 40 percent of the fucking ingredients in there because it would be illegal for those ingredients to be in there in europe like europe is like more strict you know the states is kind of we, we're kind of corrupt with like big pharma and all that not trying to be like a conspiracy theorist or anything like this is facts like i swear so like like this like the like the soap like you know like old spice it's like synthetic detergent it's like not even fucking soap so like when they sell this stuff in europe they have to like take out like some of the ingredients because it's like bad for your fucking body it's like toxins so i yeah like i think europe is, is amazing for that like the food you get there is fresher you know it doesn't have like pesticides and stuff in it um yeah europe, europe is fucking dope right right like you know and every time you travel you become more grateful too like when i when i went to egypt or when i went to like belize you know and saw kind of like these third world countries and i saw like how they were living i'm like wow like we have it fucking made because even somebody like say say somebody just works at fries for their whole life you know a grocery store or sam's club or something and they make like 12 to 15 per hour you know so they're making 15 maybe 20 25,000 a year for their whole life not a lot of money but if you compare that to people in other countries who are who are making like five thousand a year, three thousand a year, um, you know, some people are even living on on a dollar a day, which is like, which is not even five hundred dollars a year. And in the U.S., like you can go fucking deliver food or do Uber or something, and you can make a hundred dollars in like six seven hours, like no no problem. Like we haven't made in America, to be honest. Yeah, something I always say, I, I definitely stole this from someone, but I don't know who, but uh, if you're born in the States, in the United States, you're already born in the top 1%. Like, I hate this talk about, you know, oh, the 1% needs to give us more money. Like, if you were born in the fucking US, you were born in the top 1% of the world. Like, you have it made, like you were saying. Like, you can go be a fucking Uber Eats driver if you want, or like DoorDash. Like, you can make, there. we are pretty lucky to live, we're lucky and unlucky because, of course, there's positives and negatives to, like, social media and technology. But there's a lot of positives. And one of them is that people can make money in, like, so many different ways nowadays. It's pretty amazing. Like, I think entrepreneurship is definitely going to uh, continue to be, like, really, really big here in the States in, with technology. Because, you know, you're seeing people, like, sell shit on Amazon and eBay. And, like, there's just – and, like, YouTubing and podcasts. Like, there's so many ways to make money, especially in the States, like – with with the tools we have here like we're born in like one of the nicest first world countries in the world so yeah uh it's good to it's good to think about that and be appreciative of it right not just that like regular jobs because i remember asking my cousins in egypt and saudi arabia like like why don't they why don't they work more stuff like that and they tell me like there's literally just like there's not jobs you know especially in egypt like egypt is the size of arizona but there's i think it's like 70 or 80 million people there so like puts it puts it into perspective you know like the u.s has 300 people and the u.s is like 50 times the size of egypt (laughs) and egypt has 80 million so you just think about okay now the number of jobs is limited because you have that many people now there's you're spending more time in traffic because there's so many people you know um now like even just getting gas like someone over there like someone in 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 a city over there might have to wait like 30 minutes or like an hour or something to get gas whereas like us we have fucking gas stations everywhere you know like we have jobs everywhere and i think people like they don't really appreciate all the all the way i mean like i do too sometimes like i go on instagram and i see somebody with that mustang i see somebody with that with that five hundred thousand dollar house in scottsdale or something and i'm like damn like i wish i had that but then we have to we forget about the people who are who are like living in other countries and like don't even have three pairs of shoes or like um other stuff like that 
Yeah, the the grass is always greener on the other side, right? There's always there's always someone doing better than you, and there's always a shit ton of people doing worse than you. So especially if you were born in the states, I remember. Um, so I used to take some cruises as as a family for vacation because it was like a really cheap way to do a vacation, and we would do the we'd go through the Caribbean. So we'd stop by like Jamaica and like Haiti. I remember the second time I stopped by Haiti, I was a senior in high school. So I was kind of old enough to start like understanding the things I'm seeing, like in terms of like the poverty and shit, like actually start thinking about it. And so we got off. And so like this island or this portion of the island, I guess, is like owned by the cruise line, which is pretty crazy. Like these people live there and it's just owned by a fucking like corporate cruise line, you know. And so there was like one half of the island that was for us, you know, the fucking Americans who are rich as shit. And um, they got like burgers and hot dogs, like as much as you can eat, you know, like I um, it was as much as you can eat. But then on the left side where you can go like buy, you know, the cool little bracelets that the locals make and like the necklaces. Uh, those guys weren't even allowed on the other side because like they didn't want them there. It was like a bad look, which is like pretty fucked up if you think about it. And these guys didn't get any of the fucking burgers or hot dogs or anything. I, I went I went and talked to these guys and like I, I just wanted to like talk to them because I didn't want to buy anything, but I wanted to talk with them. And I was like, hey, like, what's life like for you? Like when I leave, like what happens, you know? And they're like, well, we really appreciate it when you guys come because we get to sell all of our stuff but you know i pretty much just do this and sell this stuff when ships come and then i like go hang out with my family and i was like you guys don't like don't really have anything else to do huh and they were like no and like they were totally fine like they weren't all depression about it like i'm being but like i just was like i had this like sinking feeling in my stomach of like privilege and like realizing how privileged i was and it like i felt sick to my stomach and i was like one of them asked me they're like hey could you do us a favor and i was like yeah what they're like well we don't really get a lot of meat like do you think you could sneak us some food and I was like, yeah, I got you. So me and my dad went over to the line and we both grabbed like two plates of food and like brought it to them. And these guys like, dude, it was like, it was like you just saved someone from falling off a cliff. Like they were like in tears, like thanking us. Like this dude picked up a necklace that he was wearing and put it on me. And I like went back to the boat, got in the shower and just fucking cried. Because I was like, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, where am I right now? Where like, I'm, I'm like some kid where like, I grew up thinking that I was like the poor kid at school. And then here I am on this fucking huge boat like helping out this fucking Haitian guy who's like stuck here on this island. I'm like, I was just, I don't know. That was like a really big trip for me, man. Like it really just made me think and like be more appreciative. That was like a really life changing experience for me. Yeah. It's just, it's all about perspective. You know, like there's, there's levels to this shit. Like, like, um, you know, like the richest, the richest man, the richest person in, in Scottsdale might just be like an average rich person in, in California, you know, like, the richest people who went to my high school, like Foothills, they might be like average in, in Scottsdale. Like the richest person that maybe like Sabino or CDO or Ironwood or, or Catalina Magnet or I don't know, whatever high school is like average or poor at Foothills. And then like, you know, so there's always levels like there's always someone richer and there's always someone poorer. So you just have to remember like wherever you're at to be to be grateful um, because I mean, there are people in other countries listening to my podcast, so I don't know what their situation is, but I'm grateful I'm, I'm in the U.S. Like, I know that my parents sacrificed a lot to get me here, and I know that um, if I was if I was born in Egypt, my life would be a lot harder than it is now. So I'm definitely grateful, and I'm motivated to get my family from the middle class up to the, to the wealthy class because I want to change my whole family tree forever and then be able to give back. Um, but even I know, like being just middle class in the u.s like i'm wealthier than probably 90 percent of the the world and like i'm really um grateful for that all right back with um 
back with my man with my man Nick. So I gotta ask you real quick, do you think that women care about um height and size? Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure they do. Um yeah, we were just talking about about this and I was saying uh it's kind of it's kind of like a double standard how the women are allowed to be like, Oh, I don't I don't like guys under six foot, but if a guy says like, Oh, I don't like a chubby girl, you know, they're like a dick. But it's funny because like double a girl standards. Yeah, a girl can change something about her weight. A guy can't do anything about his height. So <laughs> like it's kind of that's a pretty funny one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you all a, a little tip. Something you could do is go pick yourself up some uh, some Chelsea boots or some some cowboy boots that could give you like an inch. Um, grow your hair out. That's another tip you could do. And eat healthy and get a lot of sleep. And that's all you could. That's that's what you could do. And you might be able to increase your height like an inch, two inches, you know, something like that. And um, yeah, I say I say size matters. I mean. A lot of them, like I've met, I've met girls who literally told me, like, yeah, like six inches is, is small. Like, I need a guy with like nine inches, or like some of them are. I mean, most of them, you'll be good if you're if you're five or six inches, um, because most guys like we're not nine inches. Like, just to be honest, most of them though, you'll be good with five to six, six inches as long as, as long as you know you have some foreplay and and you last a decent amount of time and and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just the reality. Like, they do care about your height. They do care about your size down there and they do care about your body but i mean you know it's kind of fair because maybe not the height thing um but like like we care about like their boobs and, and like their ass and stuff like that so that's like the way i look at it but um yeah like just make sure y'all are, are aware of that and and you know know the reality yeah um so another question from my man is is what advice would you give to 16 year old nick and what advice would you give to 18 year old nick that's a good one. <laughs> so many things I'd want to tell 16-year-old me, like buy some Bitcoin. <laughs> but um, no, I would have told 16-year-old me to um, like, well, I, I guess I did start doing it kind of, but learn uh, learn about like stocks and like cryptocurrencies a little bit, like, because that stuff's pretty, pretty cool. And like when you're young, if you start saving and investing, like you can, you can actually do really well because you you're starting at such a young age, you have so much time. Uh, let's see. I'd probably like actually tell a 16 year old me like, uh, don't, don't spend time on people who, uh, aren't willing to spend that time like on you, you know, like don't try and be friends with people who like, obviously just don't want to be your friend. Like for whatever reason, like whether it's like a stupid reason or a good reason, like why, why do you like, you're, I don't know, you shouldn't try and seek people's approval, you know, that's what I would tell myself. Um, and then 18 year old me, um, I would tell him money isn't as important as you think it is. Uh, wearing expensive clothes isn't as important as you think it is at all. It, in fact, you actually look like a fucking idiot because you can't afford that shit. <laughs> That's what I would tell myself. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, I think that's probably it. And those are those are some uh, some good points, especially the friends one because like who you're friends with in high school can affect your whole high school experience and even the next three or four years of your life because. If someone say someone's smart in high school, but they're friends with people who, who don't care too much about their grades or or are not that smart, and like you know, like type of people who would be like, oh yeah, like a two point five is a good GPA, you know, some some like some toxic shit like that. Okay, now that person maybe maybe he finished his high school with with a three point GPA when he could have gotten a three point five, and now he's like, maybe he's only getting two thousand a year scholarship instead of six thousand a year. Okay, now that's 
um what is that like that's 16 yeah that's sixteen thousand dollars now lost over the four years of college just because just because he had the wrong friends in high school so who you pick those friends are are definitely important because like if i had if i had better friends in high school like one i would have been much happier two i would have been a lot more confident in myself um three i probably could have ended up with like a a 4.0 gpa instead of a 3.6 i was so happy with what i had but i could have pushed myself more um i mean i had the type of friends who even like they would even tell me a girl as a hoe just so i wouldn't talk to her because they were jealous and they wanted to talk to her you know like very very toxic stuff so who your friends are is very important so that's how for me that's what i tell 16 year old yusuf and then um i would tell 18 year old yusuf to be more selective about the type of the type of work you do like I would have never worked at Blake Slaughterburger if I could go back in time, and I would have never worked U-Haul from home. I hated those two jobs, um, so I would have been more selective and tried to work at a gym or 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 um, or tried to work at a restaurant or I don't know, just something or at a bank or like something more relaxed and something where you know you want to when you're young, like you try to just do whatever you can to make money. But now I'm realizing like it's better to do something that can teach you a long-term skill. And something where you can't be replaced by a robot. Yeah, definitely. And like, not that there's not, there's, ah, not that there's anything wrong with those uh, low-level jobs. Like, you know, when we're starting out and we want to start working when we're like 15 or 16, like sometimes it is kind of hard to like get entered in the workforce because you don't have like a resume. But like you're saying, like just being more selective uh, and like just knowing your value is really important. Because uh, yeah, there I think there are a lot of entry-level jobs where there's enough uh, variation where I think everyone could find something they somewhat enjoy and like don't hate. Like I wanted to work at like a nice restaurant because I knew people tipped well and I wanted to start off as like a buster or whatever. And I, I applied like four times before they accepted me and like let me get a like interview and everything. So yeah, I, I think uh, knowing your value is very important in, in the workforce. Right. Like Getting that first job is always the hardest. You know, I feel like I'm just a little behind because I didn't start working in, until I was 18. So uh, another advice I'll give myself is like work earlier. You know, like I would have worked from 17 or from 16 versus 18. And like not it wouldn't even have to be during the school year, but just like work full time all summer instead of sitting at home playing video games and playing basketball and and hanging out with girls. And I could have achieved a lot more. Yeah, for me, so like I got uh, $20 a week allowance, which is like pretty nice. And then um, and once I got like sophomore year and I was driving, I was like using my mom's Mazda 6 minivan. And uh, let's see, then I got my parents to give me 150 bucks a month. So that was Steve's. I was like, hell yeah, 150 bucks a month. So I'm like, I'm 16 at this time. And then um, uh, my, my friends, though, like I couldn't keep up because I had to pay for gas. I still had to pay for weed. And my friends were like stoners and I couldn't afford it because my friends would get whatever they wanted from their parents money wise. So then um, I was like, shit, I need a job because I can't get my parents aren't going to give me any more money. So that was actually why I got a job was to <laughs> buy more weed and hang with cool people. Yeah. So like it wasn't for the right reasons, but that job taught me a lot. I had that job up, up until I was 22. So like I worked at the same place for like five years. Um, so if you could go back, do you think you would have spent less money on weed and, and put that money into like a savings account or, or to get a better car or something like that? Yeah, there were multiple times where I had like thousands of dollars and then spent it all on like dumb shit, like clothes and stuff like that. Or like, um, yeah, like, yeah, if I, or like lost, like, like being impatient, like I bought some Bitcoin, made good money, like not crazy good money. Like I bought in super late and I didn't make like, I made like a couple hundred bucks, but, um, I like made some money and then like, 
I was it like wasn't doing anything for like the longest time in like 2018, I think. And so then I just uh, took it out and like played, uh, I gambled with it or some dumb shit, you know, like, yeah, I didn't value my money too much. Like I didn't save and I didn't like hold any investments. Like if I did, I could have made like a decent amount, it, like doubled my money in like Bitcoin or something. But uh, yeah, like I definitely should have saved more money and invested uh, for sure. Cause I'd be in a lot of a better position right now if I had done that. Like I could have had, I could have had like 10, between 10 and 20,000 saved up easily if I hadn't spent money and all the dumb shit I did. Wow. You know, and like, yeah, like we don't realize it. Like for him, he said it was closed. For me, it's always been fast food and restaurants because I, I did that a lot too. I love eating out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. I mean, we, a lot of people like we like to, we like to eat. I mean, it's natural to eat. Like it's one of the things we have to do to, to survive. But I think a lot of people like we just look at now, like, yeah, like this meal is going to taste great now. These clothes are going to look great now. This watch is going to look great now. These shoes are going to look great now. This car is going to be great now. But then like, where am I going to be in five years? Because, you know, like you don't want to be like, you don't want to be 25 and, and still have nothing, nothing saved up or be 30 and, and still have nothing saved up. You know, we have a we have another pandemic in America that a lot of people overlook, which is um, savings and retirement. A lot of people are retiring. Yeah, I think it's like the stat I looked it up a while ago, but like 40% of Americans retire with, with nothing. And you know, it's, it's just insane to me. Yeah. And like, you never know what's going to happen. Like we think like, Oh, I don't really need to save like what thing's going to happen. But like shit, COVID happened. We didn't expect that. Like I had like three grand saved and I spent it all on bills. Cause like I wasn't working and I didn't get the unemployment until like a month and a half or like two months in. So like I spent all my money on bills and like, I never going to get that back. And then, uh oh yeah there's like there's like a recession like every like 10 years or something like there's like the economy like dips like it's normal like it is always gonna have dips and then there's like a depression kind of shit like now like every i don't know like 20 or 30 years or maybe it's longer sorry but the the economy naturally takes dips is my point so like it is important to save because you never know what's gonna happen all right and i think the main thing is just about discipline like i almost I almost went in and got a car payment because um, I was driving a, a 2006 um, Audi and it had 120,000 miles and I didn't want it anymore because the miles were getting up there and the, the the top was breaking and that's an expensive car to, to fix. So I thought, you know, let me get something more economical. But I almost went and got myself like a, a 2013, 2014, like Mustang or Camaro or something like that. But I'm glad I didn't because it would have been fucking stupid. I would have been paying like 300 a month and being stressed out and I would have had to be working a lot more right now and it just would have been a headache. But so instead now I have a 2007 Pontiac um, and I have no car payment and it's stress-free and it only has 50,000 miles. I got pretty lucky, but um, yeah, so it's all about discipline. Like I, I, I almost did it, but I didn't cause I had that discipline to, resist getting that fancy car and i'm gonna get it when when the time is right yeah definitely because of like you know consumerism we're always living beyond our means you know like i think like most like the average american or like no no the average american like poverty or something is like in debt you know like they don't have any like they're actually like negative net worth so that's like pretty crazy because like yeah everyone's just overspending which is not not good yeah, because a lot of times we see somebody with a nicer car or nicer clothes or like living in a nicer place and we think like they're balling, but a lot of the times they're really not. Like it's actually a lot of times it's the person like driving the 10-year-old car or 
the person wearing regular clothes from H&M. Like usually it's, it's, it's those people who have, who have money. And now I'm not saying like someone can't like someone, like obviously there are people who drive a nice car and still have tons of money in the bank, but that's like a, a much smaller percentage because it's so easy to like get a, like lease a car, get a car payment or put like that Louis Vuitton bag, like on a credit card and, and stuff like that. And I think we overlook that. Yeah, I don't know what the number is. I don't know if it's the majority of people faking it. To me, I don't I don't, I don't care because, I mean, we don't want to, like, I don't want to put anyone down to, like, feel better about, like, where our situation is. So I'm never really thinking about, like, someone who's doing better than me, like, whatever it is, like, good for them. Like, so I never really even give it a second thought as to whether or not, like, they're faking it or not. I don't know. It's, I don't think that should be a concern of anyone's. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't concern too much, but I remember, like, in high school, like, and even like freshman year of college, like I would get upset seeing people with like nicer cars and shit, thinking like my life was so bad or or, or like, oh, they must be balling and this and that. But then I started learning about finances and realizing like, oh, a lot of people, they're making car payments. And so they're paying 200 a month for like five years. Like they didn't fucking they didn't have 15K and just drop it all at once. Like like people are not like, you know, like I had a friend who he was paying 400 a month for BMW. Like I remember meeting him and seeing his car and thinking like, Oh, he makes so much money. He's doing so great and this and that. But in reality, he was paying 400 a month and even more stupid. He was doing DoorDash in that car. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know like what he was. I mean, he's a lot better now, but that's just an example of how like, you know, we think somebody's doing so great when they might actually um, not be. Yeah, no, very, very good point. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Another thing is is you know um, a lot of people are are are. I mean, I've even been called privileged, and it kind of hurt. But I mean, I am a little bit, but I'm still trying to um, work and and prove those people those people wrong that that said that. But um, I just want to touch on this real quick. My advice, like, if you are privileged, just try to work more and save more um, and give back and show that like you care about about life and friendships and all that and like not just money i think the issue is in, in today's world like sometimes it's it's hard for a poor person to be friends with a rich person or even a poor person to be friends with middle class or even hard for a middle class to be friends with someone who's rich or wealthy because we a lot of times different classes have different tastes and um i mean people can be in any class and can be mean or nice but it's mainly about the the taste and just just getting along because the poor person is not going to be able to afford what the middle what the middle class person can do for fun. The middle class person is not going to be able to afford like stuff for fun that the the wealthy person um, can do. You know. So, a question from a man: Have you ever experienced any issue with with friends about like friends who were poorer than you or friends who were richer than you? Um, in my friend group, we had one kid who was uh, really poor, and we always it was like. I don't know. It, it sucked because like we would just have to he we would have to pick him up a lot, and like he lived kind of far. But like you know, a lot of us, our parents, not me, but like a lot of my friends' parents were paying for gas, so like they shouldn't have bitched about picking him up, you know. Like, but we didn't really have like the context to like understand, you know. Like, so we were kind of dicks. I feel like like I, I yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of us like felt like he was a burden sometimes, and like he would kind of be like stuck at our house at the end of like hanging out. Cause like no one could pick him up and then like the people who left with cars like left, you know? So then he'd be like stuck at someone's house. But like in reality, we should have been a lot more understanding about, about it, you know? 
but yeah so i th- but then he also would like kind of hit the like the guilt the guilt button a lot sometimes um so i don't know it was it was it was both ways i don't think it was just us so but yeah so it is tough but i think we were young like now i'm totally homies with the dude like we don't hang out as much because you know we have our lives and stuff but we're totally cool like it doesn't matter that we come from different economic backgrounds and then i wanted to talk about the privilege thing you were saying because like it's funny right like compared to the school we went to where there was like kids driving in with bmws like hard top convertibles and stuff like we weren't privileged but then like i remember when i got my job uh at the restaurant and i was like the most privileged kid there you know like sure i didn't get a brand new car when i was 16 but like i was handed down my dad's lexus it was like old it was like a 2001 but like i was still got, i still got a car when i was 16 there was this guy working in the back who was like 20 22 or 24 at the time and he didn't have a car like he had never owned a car i was like shit like he had to uber to work or like get a ride so yeah i think like it's it's good to keep in mind like i'm not sure if we come from the same economic background i'm assuming it's like similar just based on like how we act i don't know but um i'm like it's funny to keep in mind like i don't know we are privileged but then we're not like super we're not as privileged as some but i think we're certainly privileged you know just like because our parents worked hard, like they might not made a lot of money, but they worked hard to get us in a good area, put us in a good school and like set up like a pretty good life. Like I didn't know, like, I, I don't know. I didn't feel like super poor or anything like growing up. Like my parents took us on vacation and stuff. So, yeah. See, cause like I'm, I'm in that typical situation cause my parents are, are middle-class. So I never experienced any trouble or issue with money until I got to college and I started seeing them like, lose like like they lost their jobs when i was younger but when i got to college and they had to pay my tuition along with like the other expenses that's when like i realized like oh like i am a little lucky that like they could lose their jobs and like they'll still help me with with tuition but like there's levels to like there's kids who their parents pay 50k a year for them to go to college and their parents end up paying like probably 250,000 after four years for like tuition and rent and all that and then there's some kids who pay the the complete college on their own. And then there's some kids like me, like like me, I'm on scholarship, so my parents pay six thousand a year, and then my scholarship covers the other six thousand, and that's how my tuition is paid. Um, they are helping me with like rent and and food and stuff like that, but I do my best. So I think for me, it was, it's just a little tough being called privileged because like I've never lived at Seoul or Luna, and I've never driven a, a 2020 Benz or or anything like that, and like. I mean, in high school, like, I would show off my mom's Audi a little bit. But now, like, I don't really do all of that. Um, but I understand it. Like, if someone who grew up and never had his parents give him a car or um, or never had his, his parents help him with tuition or something like, like that or give him money for dates, like, I can understand, like, where that person's um, coming from. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, like there's some people who we are privileged in comparison to, and then there's certainly a lot of people where we're like not that privileged in comparison to. So yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah. So I'll say like, if you are called privileged, like don't, don't worry too much about it. Cause I think, um, sometimes like if someone calls me privileged, like I will get upset about it a little bit, but I try, I try not to. Cause I, one, I just put it in perspective and, and two, I realized like, you know, I still have done work. Like I still finished school with a really good GPA. Like, um, I didn't ask my parents to buy me a fancy car. I didn't ask them to put me in the fancy apartments. Like I've tried to, I've tried to work hard and, and do my best to respect their money and, and respect their, 
their effort and and um and make the most about it like i didn't lose my scholarship when i went to college i never joined a fraternity never lived in the dorms never had a meal plan so that's why like sometimes like i'll get a little upset if someone calls me privileged but i get where they're coming from uh but my point is like you know if you are from a middle class or upper class family like don't take it for granted and try to work hard so that by the time you get to your parents' age that you're in an even better position than they are in because that's what's supposed to happen. Like, you know, if your dad makes 50000 a year, he probably wants you to end up making 80000 a year. And then if you make 80000 a year, you're going to want your kid to end up making 120000 a year. But at least in my opinion, that's how I feel it is. Like, we should always want our kids to end up having a better life than we have. Definitely, yeah. And then, like, uh, going back to, like, the very first thing you said there, like, uh not that you were putting people in a box but i it's important not to put people in boxes because we come in like all different types of like combinations like for instance i know super well-off kids who like were given like multiple bmws throughout their life who have good work ethic like they also had jobs and they're doing really well in school then i know kids like that who have no work ethic and then you know i know people from middle class who have a lot of work ethic and people from middle class who don't have work ethic and yeah so like just because someone's privileged doesn't mean like you're a lazy person and like you don't deserve like, you know, where you're going to be in life. It doesn't mean you didn't work hard. That's that's an important thing to keep in mind. All right. Yeah, that is an important point because I'm not going to lie. Like, one of my friends, um, this is actually kind of funny, but so her family's from Scottsdale. So I remember, like, when I first met her and stuff, I was thinking, like, oh, like, like she's she's spoiled and this and that and she's she's just a typical she's just a typical white girl spending daddy's money, like, every time. And then she told me how she works at Starbucks 20 hours a week how like her parents don't even really help her with with tuition, how she only sleeps like four to five hours a night because she's taking physics courses. I was like, wow, like she actually works really hard. And I felt bad. You know, I kind of stereotyped her a little bit at the beginning. And, you know, I don't think I tried. I tried to avoid that. But I think sometimes, you know, with like um, with places like Scottsdale or, or L.A., you know, it's just I think it's just natural sometimes to think like, yeah, like those people are are well off and i'm so used to knowing girls that like just swipe daddy's credit card so easy or just or their parents give them like three thousand a month um allowance or, or something like that and so I, I was like so surprised when she told me she worked but my lesson from that was like um don't judge somebody just because of their parents are poor or their parents are middle class or their parents are rich like um like don't think don't think uh, don't don't think somebody is like he was saying like don't think somebody is is super lazy or is not willing to work hard just because their their parents make a lot of money because they still might work hard like I've known people who who have worked harder than me to be honest and their parents are more well off than me and actually though it makes sense because like their parents had to work hard to get there so they probably instilled the same thing in in um in their kid and I also I have a friend who. He grew up in a small town. Um, parents didn't make a lot of money, but now he's he's 21 years old, making 150 grand a year. So we can we can all um, improve our situation at the end of the day. You know, I think the only thing is is if you're not making a lot of money, you still have to keep a good mindset because the the issue is a lot of people they they're in a low paying job or they're not in the best situation. And they think like, oh, I'm stuck here forever, um, and that's really what separates the the poor people from from the upper, from the middle class and wealthy classes, the poor people, they believe that they're going to be stuck in that situation forever. Whereas someone in, in middle class or upper class, they're like, nah, like I know I can get out of this situation and improve. So it's about the attitude right there. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. That reminds me of this really funny uh, Dave Chappelle joke, actually. And he's uh, talking about, 
you know, when he was broke uh, younger, when he was younger and he had his kid was like a little kid. And one time his kid was like, Dad, why are we so poor? Because like he couldn't uh, get him some shit at the store. He's like, he's like, son, we are not poor. We're broke. <laughs> but like, it's true because there's a difference between poor and broke. Like there's like that poor mindset. Like you said, like, oh, I'm just going to be stuck here forever because it's too hard to get out of my situation. But then there's people who are might be broke, but they don't have that poor mindset where like, they're still going to work hard to get out of that situation and like improve their lives. Yeah. Like even me, like another thing y'all have to do is like, you have to separate yourselves, yourselves from parents. Like there is one thing that, that has bothered me about, about um, kids with wealthy parents is like a lot of them will be 2021, 20, like acting like they're like, they're the shit. And like, they're so, they're so amazing. But like, you have to like this is something that helped me humble myself is like okay you're like yeah my parents combined to make 150,000 a year but what do i make every year you know like ask yourself like what do i make every year ask yourself like could i live comfortably right now without without any help zero help from from my parents and like if you can't live comfortably right now without your parents and you have work to do and me personally i know i couldn't like my parents are helping me pay a lot of stuff and but i'm trying to work on it i mean but just the point is it helps me stay aware and 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 be humble and and be um grateful because a lot of us from 16 even like 24 25 or so depending on our parents and um and like you can't call yourself rich if you're personally not making a lot of money your parents may be rich but maybe you're not yeah no very true i i heard um in a podcast the other day that uh, narcissism has been going up in kids our, our age since the 70s and actually in the year 2000 it took a huge spike up of course because of like social media coming out and like internet um but yeah like how narcissistic how narcissistic does someone have to be to like <laughs> their parents are making a bunch of money and like they're clearly not making any money though and they're just being given everything and they still think they're the shit and they like look down on someone who's poor it's like it's pretty funny and like kind of gross but yeah unfortunately that's just how it is yeah, it's a it's a sad reality nowadays. So if any of you have rich rich parents, um, just be be grateful, and you know try to think about like you know if you're over eighteen, of course, like if you're sixteen, it's probably not going to apply. But try to think like you know would I be able to survive and and handle myself um, without their help? Because I mean, I met someone at U of A who like his parents were well off, but he was still working forty hours a week while going to school full time which is insane. You know, I don't recommend that for everybody, but like he's able to live on his own and pay for himself, even though his, his parents have tons of money and could pay for him, you know, like that's insane discipline, you know? And then if you're from a, a poorer family, like try not to stress about it too much and, and, you know, try to be hopeful and, and think of ideas of, of like how to get, cause I've known people who like had to work 60 hours a week in high school and do homework while being at work just so they could give that money to their parents and have the rent be paid and have food on the table. And, um, and those type of people, I think it's hard for them to be hopeful because they had such a hard time. But if you want to get out of that situation, like you have to be hopeful and, and have to have the, um, that right attitude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Um, pretty long three segments. Um, altogether is around you know been pretty very pretty long podcast appreciate my man uh nick for helping me out uh, if you have any suggestions or want to be on the podcast you know snapchat me dm me on instagram um send me an email whatever it is i uh, appreciate y'all for listening and I'll catch you all in the next episode